This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 57. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. And I'm really, really fired up at the moment because I've just had a fantastic 10 days in New York. First time, actually, I've been in New York for more than (laughs) about 12 hours. And oh, there was so much great stuff. There was the Polyglot Conference for two days. And then we ran some Polyglot, what we call the Polyglot Workshops last weekend. We had a bunch of people come in for two days of language training with myself and Richard Simcott, Alex Rawlings, who you heard from in episode 55. And it's so great to hang around with people who who are like-minded, you know, who are into the same things, who enjoy learning languages, who enjoy, you know, the, just discovering the, the, the amazing benefits to your life of learning languages. It's, uh, you know, although I'm a, I've learned languages for a long time, I haven't always been around people who who do that, you know, so for me to, to spend so much time surrounded by people, by language enthusiasts is, is so motivating to me as well. And I'm back in the UK now full of some fantastic ideas, including a brand new polyglot event in London. I'm not going to say any more for now. There will be more information very, very soon on the podcast. But if you live in the UK and you ever visit London, there's going to be a great new event coming your way very soon. Now, we've got a great question today from Andy, which is all about uh, listening. But before we get into that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki. In fact, I met the CEO of um, of italki, Kevin, great guy called Kevin, uh, last year in Berlin, no, this year in Berlin, actually. And we were just hanging out last week in New York. And it was great to talk about all the, all the fantastic things they're doing at italki. They p- put in contact native speaker teachers with learners of that language. So if you're looking for a teacher for the language that you're learning, italki is the place to get it. You can get a free lesson by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's question from Andy. Hi Ollie, this is Andy from Stourbridge in the centre of England and I'm learning Spanish and I have a question about extensive listening. Back in episode 27, you discussed how to improve listening comprehension and you mentioned a program of study and a kind of active listening program. And my question is about extensive listening and how you feel that complements actively studying dialogues. Um, currently, when I'm driving to and from work, driving around in the day and doing other things like exercising, I like to listen to podcasts, to the radio and really increase my exposure to Spanish. And I'd like your thoughts on how that can complement actively studying the language and improving comprehension over time. Um, so if you have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear them. Thanks a lot, Ollie. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Hey, Andy, thanks so much for your question. And, you know, it's great to hear another British voice as well uh, on the podcast. I've spent much of the last month in the States. And, uh, you know, I, I love America and I love Americans as well. They're, such, they're so much fun to hang around with. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you just miss that, you know, a voice from home. And I got that. I got that when I when I heard your question, Andy. So thanks very much for that. And what a great question. Now, Andy referred to episode 27, uh, in which we featured a question from Max. So, hey, Max, if you're listening, uh, Max's question was all about you know, best practices for listening. And and I talked about how to make the most out of what we call intensive listening. So that's, you know, listening to dialogues and trying to extract as much language and learn as much language as you can from that listening. But what Andy's talking about is a different kind of listening, 
which is extensive listening. And this is, as Andy was talking about, when you listen for longer to a lot more content, such as listening to podcasts in the car or listening to the radio when you're at home. So you're not necessarily you know, dissecting every single word, but you're just kind of listening for exposure. So great topic. Now, I don't know if you can relate to this, but have you ever in the language that you're learning found yourself listening to something possibly on the radio or on TV, which is kind of far too high above your level? And it just feels like a load of nonsense that you <laughs> you just you just can't understand anything and it feels like nothing's going in. Have you ever have you ever experienced that? I'm sure you have. I have. It happens to me all the time and I often find myself wondering when I'm doing that, I often find myself wondering, well, what's the what's the point? You know, is this really working? Am I learning the language right now as I'm doing this? So I want to get into that a little bit today. Now, there's a very well-known concept in language teaching or language education, we could say, uh, which is from uh, Stephen Krashen, Dr. Stephen Krashen, and it's called the comprehensible input hypothesis, I believe. I think that's the right the right wording. And he talks about a concept that helps a lot of people, and it's kind of. Uh, disputed linguistically actually to what extent this is scientifically provable but it has been very very helpful for a lot of people to kind of conceptualize learning and he talks about something called i plus one and i plus one is your current level in the language what you're currently able to understand plus a little bit more okay that's i plus one and what that means in a nutshell is that if you are going to actually take in something and learn it you have to be exposed to language that is slightly above your current level. All right, now what that means is if you listen to something that's at your level, you won't learn anything. Makes sense, right? Similarly, if you listen to something that's way above your level, you're not going to learn anything either because it's too advanced. Okay, so in one case, we've got we've got no, no, no new words or anything. And then in the, in the other case, we've got something that's so hard, you can't follow anything. So... I find this to be kind of generally true as a as a rule of thumb when you're looking for language material, whether it's reading or listening, that is, it's best to pitch the stuff that you're reading or listening to very slightly above your level. That Because then you understand most of what's going on, which means you, you're kind of fresh to take in anything new that comes your way. All right. Now, that's the ideal. But in reality, you know, where do you actually find stuff? Where do you actually find material that's you know, perfectly pitched at that level. You know, most of the time it's very, very hard to do that. Um, and so this is why we, you know, it can be quite difficult to to reconcile this because, you know, you've so Andy, you I mean you're learning Spanish, you want to listen to real Spanish material, right? And now I don't know what your level of Spanish is. I mean, it make this is important because if you're a beginner or if you're more advanced, this makes a huge difference. So let's take podcasts for example as a case in point because you mentioned those. Now, if you're a beginner in Spanish and you're listening to podcasts, which are intended for native speakers in Spanish, then you're not going to understand much at all. And you're going to walk away from listening to those podcasts with very little tangible having been learnt. Okay, and I'm putting the word learnt in, um, in, in inverted commas there. Now, on the other hand, if you're an advanced learner of Spanish, if you speak quite well already, and you listen to that same podcast, then you're already going to understand quite a bit of it, which means you're, the, the more advanced words are there for the taking. You know, you're going to be able to un maybe guess the meaning from context. 
Uh, you're going to be able to relate them to other English words, perhaps. There's more stuff there that you're going to be able to learn. So on the face of it, listening to a, a, a native speaker podcast is going to be much more beneficial for um, advanced learners than it is for beginner learners. Okay, and I'm sure that makes sense to you um, if you're listening. I'm sure that that you know it's intuitive, right? So the question is, does it actually matter if it's too hard? You know, if let's say that you are driving to work and there's not much else you can do when you're driving. You know, I don't want you doing flashcards whilst you're driving. That wouldn't be a good idea. And, you know, I don't want you doing, uh, you know, talking to your speaking partner on the phone whilst you're driving. It takes too much concentration. So is it actually worthwhile spending your time listening to those, the podcast whilst you're driving? And the answer is, of course, yes and no. Now, let's break that down. So, you know, in, in my, my language learning foundations course, I talk about a, the difference between two things, which are study time and downtime. All right. And I like to make a big different, a big distinction between the two. Study time is kind of sit down focused study when you're actively engaged in something, trying to understand it, trying to, trying to learn and improve as much as you can. Okay, this is the kind of study you have to do, really, if you want to make any meaningful, quick progress in the language. Now, you can't do all that much study in one day because you get tired. So what do you do with the rest of your time? And this is what I call downtime. And this is time that you might spend watching TV in English or doing anything else, just kind of relaxing in English. And you can use that downtime to your advantage because the best way of thinking about it really is that, well, if you're just chilling out at home or in the car or wherever you may be anything that you would do in English you may as well do it in the target language because you know it can only do you good so this is the approach that I tend to have to 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 listening because you know if you are a beginner you're not going to get a lot out of podcasts I don't think in my opinion it's particularly beneficial for you in a really tangible way to listen to stuff that's way above your level However, if you spend enough time listening to the language, then it, some stuff is going to sink in, particularly in terms of pronunciation and uh, in, in intonation as well. You know, I remember when I was learning Cantonese in Qatar, I had no Cantonese around me at all. And I spent a lot of time actually learning. Uh, I was using uh, some online software called, called Cantonese Class 101, which was great, and a, a Teach Yourself book as well. But it, I got to overwhelm stage at one point and then I had to what I actually did was I spent about three or four weeks watching Cantonese TV series not actively learning anything but just watching Cantonese TV series uh, in the evenings and I actually learned an awful lot because I was able to just focus just relax and let my brain soak stuff in you know whether or not I was actually consciously learning stuff I had a I remember after one of those three or four week sessions of watching loads of TV, I had a conversation with my, my tutor and she said, my God, you know, you've improved so much. And I, I didn't see it myself because I hadn't been actively learning. But from having spent three or four weeks listening to hours of Cantonese every night, my pronunciation and my general ease in the language did improve without a doubt. You know, so... I think you've got to see it in a in 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 the, in a kind of bigger picture, long term way. If you're listening to lots of lots of podcasts or radio, or whatever, you're not going to notice any tangible benefit, any tangible improvement. 
but you will start to become gradually more natural in the language. And so I would I would recommend that you do it absolutely. Do it in your free time. Um, do it whilst you're driving. But just remember that it's not going to be an effective substitute for proper study. All right. And a lot of people, when they hear me say that, about, you know, listen to loads and loads of the language, they kind of think, well, okay, cool. That means I don't have to study anymore. That means I don't have to do any hard work. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't work like that. Um, and this is, again, this is what we cover in depth in, in, the, in the Language Learning Foundations course. It's this idea that, you know, you've really got to have your dedicated study time every day. And then when that's done, any extra time you've got, then yeah, listen to the target language, soak it up. And, you know, don't worry if you don't understand. Listen to it, try to pick out words, listen to the, the melody of the language. And, and it will go in, but yeah, you've got to keep it up over the long, over the long term. Now, a few quick tips for you. If you are doing lots of listening, then there are a few things you can do to improve your, your, your chances, as it were, or you can improve your chances of learning. First thing is rather than listening to new stuff all the time, I suggest that you listen to one thing over and over and over because every time you listen to something on repeat, you're going to get more and more. So as a general principle, don't keep listening to new stuff. Listen to one thing over and over. The second thing is try to listen as far as possible to stuff which you already know. So by that, I mean, uh, if you have, I don't know, if you've, if you've got the audiobook to Harry Potter, for example, and you've already read it in English, then the fact that you know it in English is going to give you a lot of clues and a lot of hints to help you understand it in Spanish. All right. So, um, and again, it can be kind of difficult to get your hands on these materials. But likewise, I mean, let's say that you've listened to the news in on the BBC in the morning and then you go away and you listen to the news in Spanish. Because you already know the facts, you're going to have a bigger advantage when it actually comes to listening to it in Spanish. Okay, so those are the two big things. Okay, don't listen to one thing. Don't listen to new things all the time. Listen to one thing over and over. And secondly, listen to stuff that you already know or that you already understand in some way. All right, so kind of a long answer, but I hope that helps, uh, Andy. And thanks so much for your question. If you would like to ask me a question, let's do it. I'm waiting for you to, to send me the question in. You can do it right now, wherever you are, whether you're on your phone or at your computer. Simply go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask. ASK and you can leave me a voicemail there. I'd also love it if you could leave a star rating and review on iTunes because, you know, um, I make these podcasts week after week and I don't always know, you know if anyone's listening or paying attention. So a quick review on iTunes would mean the world to me. It helps motivate me to keep going. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show once more, italki, where you can get native speaker tutors for very affordable prices online. For a free lesson, go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash start speaking. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind related to the topic of the show. And I've got a perfect thing for you today. Slightly self-serving, but, you know, this is why <laughs> this I made it for this particular purpose. I wrote a book of Spanish short stories a while ago that are aimed more for the kind of low-level learner, beginner, lower-intermediate learners. But here's the thing. I also made the audio version of the of the stories as audiobook and the reason I did that was because once you've read the stories in the book then you can go and listen to the audio and understand much better all right so just like I was saying earlier this concept of you know you want to listen to stuff you already understand 
Well, this is exactly what you can do with this book, and it's why I created it in the first place. The idea is that you you read the stories, and then you go and you listen to the audio when you're driving or whatever, and then it allows you to focus much more on the language because you know what happens in the in the story already. All right, so yeah, the book is it's a it's a Kindle and print book. It's available on on uh, Amazon. Uh, you can get it from the Amazon store itself. You, all you need to do is search for Spanish short stories for beginners by me, Ollie. Uh, and you can also, if you'd like the direct link to that, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash Spanish short stories and that link will send you right there. So for a link of everything, for links to everything I mentioned in today's episode, everything's in the show notes. You can find them at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 57. Thanks so much for listening. You're all awesome. And I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.